Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. Thank you, Father, for this day, and I thank you for the time that we had with you in worship, Father, praising you, and, and, and then giving and sowing those seeds, Father, for the harvest, Lord. And Father, Lord, right now we ask that you open up now to prepare us to hear your word. So open up our hearts and our minds, our spirits to hear your word. For those that have an ear, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord will say to them. And Father, that they would hear the voice behind the voice. A voice that will bring transformation and change and renewing of our minds, my Lord. Salvation, signs and wonders and miracles, Father God. And so, Father, we pray right now that you would go forth. Holy Spirit, come. Come and sit with us and sit with your people and move upon the aisles of the hearts of your people, Lord, and bring peace and bring rest and restoration, Father God. Father, we thank you. We thank you this time. We thank you for all the friends that are with us. Father, right here in the house and those online, my Lord, that you would bless everyone that hears it. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord one more praise. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As I read Ephesians here, Amen, I'm here to let you guys know, as you guys know, as we see here, God is looking for a church without spot, without blemish, without wrinkle. That means that we have to iron out our differences. Amen. I don't know about you, but wrinkles catch my eye. You know, I, I'm a guy that irons, hallelujah. Everybody's trying to press now, amen. If you came in a little wrinkle, uh, wrinkles, I, it catches me, you know. And, and so I, I'm, I'm, I grew up that way, amen, of making sure that everything is properly ironed and, and, and well-placed, amen. And so wrinkles really catch my eye. So things that are don't look right catches my eye, amen. The definition of blemish is this. It means compromised, crippled, damaged, disfigured, flaw, harmed, hurt, injured, or spoiled. Now, I'm not talking about a spoiled kid, amen. I'm talking about spoiled stink, amen. This is the blemish that God is looking. He's not looking for this in the church. He doesn't want people crippled in their walk, amen. Doesn't want them damaged in their soul, amen, or disfigured, amen. God is looking for things that are ironed out. Can somebody say amen? See, God is looking for a church without blemish, and God's word, come on, somebody say God's word, Come on, God's word here, amen, comes, amen, and he removes the blemishes, amen. He irons out the wrinkles, amen, in our lives, and he removes the stink in our lives. Come on, somebody say, (laughs) P-U. That just went out. The The stink just went out, amen. It only happens, these things start to iron out, these things start to get removed in your life only when this is applied. When you start to apply the word of God in your life, then God starts to bring change inside of you. Come on, it's no other way. It's through the washing of the word of God in our lives. Amen. It washes, it purifies our temples. Can somebody say amen? 
So you have to understand that God always turns what looks bad. Now we know there's a lot of bad out there. And he'll turn it for the good for his kingdom. We are praying that God uh, is moving, that he'll do good things of what's hitting our, our nation, uh, what's hitting our world today. But we need, listen, to work on relationships. Come on, somebody. How can we help relationships in our broken world? Listen, when we as a church have broken relationships within the church. When, you got to understand, church, that when we as a church are not getting along, broken cannot fix broken. Only God can. Can somebody say amen? amen. And today, man, I want to minister uh, on relationships. And I want to minister a two-part series on a message entitled, or a series entitled, Let's Just All Get Along. Come on. Look at your neighbor and say, let's get along. Come on. We, we, we really need to get along, amen? Especially in the church. We can see out in the world when things don't get right or people don't get along, what happens? So we as a church must get along in order to win those that are broken out there. See, it's important that you and I reconcile with each other. In order for us to grow, amen, in order for the church to grow and mature, amen, and to help this broken world, we must get along. We have to iron out our differences. Come on, you got to iron them out. These are things that we got to de-wrinkle from our lives, these blemishes that have to be removed from our lives. See, the definition of reconcile is this, restore friendship or harmony. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 18, it says this, God has restored our relationship with him through Christ and has given us this ministry of restoring relationships. God brings us to himself. He reconciles us to him, amen. He's blotting out our sins, our blemishes, our wrinkles, amen. Someone say amen, hallelujah. He took away all that, amen. When you got saved, God brought his iron out, and he started to work on us. And sometimes a little steam for some wrinkles, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but he was using a lot of steam for me, amen. But he works on us, amen. He comes, amen, and he makes us right with him. When, when we trust in Christ, do we got people that trust in Jesus? Come on, we are no longer, listen, uh, enemies of God. Uh, we are no longer strangers or foreigners to him because we've been reconciled back to the Father. Now we say I. Come on, we have the responsibility and the privilege, listen, of encouraging others to do the same. Why? Because he's given us the ministry of reconciliation. God wants things to be worked out in the church. He's reconciled our lives back to him, and now he's trying to bring relationship. We have to reconcile with each other. Can somebody say amen? See, relationships are always worth restoring. Because in God's house, somebody say God's house. In God's house, life is all about getting along through relationships. 
Paul addressed the Corinth church in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3. He says this, For you are still controlled by your sinful nature. You are jealous of one another and quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove that you're controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living, listen, like the people of the world? See, Paul here is addressing uh, the church uh, for fighting against each other, uh, talking about each other, jealousy in the house, amen. And he's telling them, you guys need to get along because you're looking a lot like the world. Hello. See, life is all about learning how to get along, amen. Life is about loving one another, amen. God wants us to value, listen, relationships, and he wants us to make an effort, amen, at maintaining them. That means you work things out. Can somebody say amen? Uh, come on, that means that you work things out in his house, amen. Uh, God does not want you to write people off. Come on, God doesn't want you as sons and daughters to say, you know what? He wants you to value each other, but he doesn't want you to say, you know what? Forget that dude. Come on, somebody. Come on, forget her, amen. Forget them, amen. No, God wants you to forgive them, hallelujah. Not forget them, forgive them. Come on, but so many times we, we write people off, right? Come on, don't, don't look at me all innocent, man. We all do it, amen. Come on, you can think of someone you have a grudge right now against. Come on. I can start prophesying right now over all of you guys, hallelujah. Testimonies over there. They got a wave going over there. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well. Come on, but we are so quick like that. That's how we're programmed, amen. We are programmed. Someone do something wrong, we'll forget about them. Because there is no well, even in the church, amen. You know, we get a misunderstanding with someone, a brother, a sister, a leader, a baby pastor. Hello. And we, 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 we don't want to work things out. We don't want to come to agreement. We say, well, forget them, amen. You know what? Uh, you know what? I was sitting with them there. I'm going to go sit over here now. You know, we, we don't want to work things out. Nobody wants to confess that they made a mistake. Matthew chapter 6, 14 and 15 says this, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, then your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others their sin, your father will not forgive you of yours. In fact, our text says that God has given us this ministry of reconciliation. The ministry, listen church, of working things out. If you don't have a ministry, that's your ministry. That's everyone's ministry. Come on, what ministry do you have? The ministry of working things out. I'm here to work things out, amen. All of us, that is your ministry. Come on, it's not the ministry of, of the, this or that or cafe or Bible study. Everyone has the ministry of working things out. It is your responsibility and is also a privilege of ours. Come on, somebody. That's why God, that's why God had made a, there a good amount in the New Testament about getting along with each other. And Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 to 2, in the Message Bible, it puts it like this. If you have gotten anything out of following Christ, if his love 
has made a difference in your life, if being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, if your heart, if you have a heart and, uh, and if you care, then do me a favor. Agree with each other, love each other, and be deep-spirited friends. Come on. He says, if you have learned anything from me, from coming to church, from coming to the house, from being saved, then he says, you know what? Can you do me a favor? Just get along. Come on, just work it out. Come on, somebody. Now, that's what he's saying. Be deep-spirited friends. See, Paul was teaching them uh, the ability of getting along is a sign of spiritual maturity. See, when you're not getting along... You're the spoiled little brat. Come on, this is the truth. You're the one that just had a, has a nasty attitude. You're bitter, hatred. You're walking around like you just sucked on a lemon. You know, you just, it just doesn't look good. Hallelujah. Come on. So he's telling us, we got, this is a sign. A church that gets along is a mature church. And here, the corn church, amen, they, they were having some troubles. Can you tell you that, that that church is in every church right now sometimes? Come on, we got this is something that we continue to have to do because guess what? Once we work it out, guess what? More people come. <laughs> and then we got to fix them. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So we got the ministry, okay, I got to work it out here. We got to work things out. So it's always continually going, church. Come on. We come in, different people come in, we've got to continue to work it out. Come on. Then sometimes God sends those people to rub on you. Come on, somebody. Come on, you, you work things out, you, you, everything's cool, and then he says, okay, okay, sister so-and-so, I'm going to bring this girl in here, and she's going to rub on you a little bit. And now he's, he's working on other deep areas inside our lives. Come on. You guys, don't look at them right now. Amen. Hallelujah. We worked it out already. Amen. Listen, it's going to take mature Christians ironing out their differences, getting along in order to carry out what we need to do as a church. Amen. God wants us. Say me. me. Come on, somebody say me. Me. Come on, God, Christ wants us, his family, his church to love, amen, and to be known by our love. Come on, John chapter 13, 35 to, 34 to 35 says this, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone, somebody say everyone, everyone, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. See, we must love each other. Come on, look to your neighbor and say, I love you. I love you. Now, look to your neighbor again and, and really mean it. <laughs> we we got to say, you know, sometimes it becomes just a saying in the church. Oh, I love you, bro. You know, I love you, sis. No, we got to really mean I love you. you gotta, there has to be a, dis, a, a really... Uh, 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 whatever it is, even if you don't know the person, how many know that we still need to love that person? Yeah. That's the love of God. God loved everyone. Christ loved everyone, and, uh, and he walked, amen. And so we must love in others, amen. Uh, but this love for one another is not really a new commandment. It's always existed with God. Let me take you back to the Old Testament. 
to show you that this is not a new commandment. It says in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18, it says, do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone uh, of your people, but love your neighbor yes. as yourself. I am the Lord. Yes. But see, this commandment that Jesus was talking about, this new love that Jesus was talking about in John chapter 13, listen, is to love others as much as Christ loved others. Ooh, come on. That's, that's a different love, amen. That's a different, deeper love. Come on, somebody say it's deeper. That's a deeper love, amen. So now he's pushing that, that love to a different level. So here he says, I'm giving you a new command. Love others the way I loved you. Now that's deep. Because we only love people that we like. <laughs> Come on. Jesus liked the unlikable. Jesus liked whoever. And so we have to do the same. So now he says, I give you this new commandment. This is the love, the way you, way you need to love, the way I love others, the way I see others. Come on, that, that opens our eyes a little bit more. Can somebody say amen? amen? We are to love others based on Jesus' sacrificial love for us. Do you love others like Christ? Come on, don't answer that, but come on, all of us know the answer, that we need to work on that. All of us. We got to work on that. There are things that in our in in ourselves, church, that still creep up. You know, that, that still get on your nerves. Come on, somebody, don't look at them right now. <laughs> there are things within us, right? There's certain people that do things to us or irritations in our lives that we still need to work out. And sometimes there's some bitterness, hatred, and racism within us. Come on, we may say we don't, but we do. And those are things that God has to work on us because we have to love just like Christ loved. Come on. Come on. Christ loved them even when they crucified him. Cruci they're mocking him right there. And he says, what? Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Come on, looks at another man on the cross, amen, that, that did not live a life for him, amen. He was, he was a criminal, and yet God says, today you'll be in paradise. That's a love, amen. There was no judgment, amen. He's seen a sincere heart that wanted change, and God showed mercy amen. and grace upon that man. Just like that. Not just building a relationship. They didn't even talk. There was a first time talking, and loved him right from the point. He says, today you'll be in paradise. See, can we love that way when someone just rubbed you wrong? Can you love that way when someone just cut you off? Oh, come on. I know some of you guys get, oh, he cut me. You race in front of that person. Amen. I know. Come on. Listen, such love, listen, church, such love will not only bring the unbeliever to Christ, but also keep the believers strong and united in church. With, come on, with each other, with our families. When we start to love like this, we love each other more. It makes more love within our families, amen. And then we can bring love to this world who is hostile to God. See, Jesus was the living example of God's love towards us. And we are to be the living example of Jesus' love to others. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. My wife's my cheerleader. Woo. <laughs> Amen. If she, she's clapping, I'm all right. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but
Broken people, like I said, cannot fix broken people. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that, church. Having broken relationships in the church is not a good testimony to the unbeliever. Come on, just imagine him and you invite a co-worker to church. Come check out my church. We love each other. And all of a sudden, two brothers are just fighting outside in the parking lot. <laughs> Who are those? Oh, that's my Bible study leader. <laughs> it's not a great testimony, church. Come on. Come on. We can't be hating. Listen, we can't be hating and coming to the same church. We can't be hugging and saying, it's good to see you. And I know right now it's okay if you don't want to hug me, amen. And we understand right now. But you can't be hugging someone, saying, hey, it's great to see you. And then you're talking about them at lunch after church. Did you see what she was wearing? <laughs> we are to love, listen, the way Christ love, And we need to respect each other other can somebody say amen? amen we may not see eye to eye on everything church but we better be walking hand in hand as we go forward in god amen. come on somebody see how can we pre preaching love to somebody when you're not loving someone in your own family when you're not loving someone in your own church when you're not loving someone on your job how can we pre preaching love when there's hate within us. First John chapter 4 verse 19 to 21 says this. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates his brother and sister is a liar. Whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And this and he has given us this commandment. Everyone love who loves God must also love their brother and sisters listen it's easy to say listen it's easy to say oh yeah I love God when love doesn't cost you anything more than attending church but the real test church for our love for God is how we treat other people that are right in front of us our family and our church family we cannot truly love God while neglecting to love those who are created in his image. Amen. Paul rebukes the Corn church. How many know that we need a rebuking every now and then? Right. He rebukes the Corn church because he was embarrassed of them. He was probably going and taking someone, come on, check out our church, amen, and all this stuff was going on in the church. Come on, he was there. They were having conflict with each other. The relationships were broken, amen. They, they weren't getting along. And even some of them were taking each other to court. People's court. You know what people's court is right now for the Christian? Facebook. Putting all the junk, talking about all the stuff. And you're Christians and you're talking about so-and-so on Facebook. And you're the Christian. Come on, somebody. He was embarrassed. He was embarrassed what he was seeing. Amen. He was embarrassed what was going on. Amen. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 6, 5, he says, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this to shame you. Isn't there anyone in all the church who is wise enough to decide these issues? But instead, one believer sues another in front of unbelievers. 
The world is seeing the church fight. And we're doing this right in front of the unbelievers, the co-workers, family members that are not saved. And we tell them to come to our church. And maybe that's why some of them are not coming. Because they see your life and they said, nah, right. I'm okay. There's nothing different from my life and yours. Hello? Boom. Help us, Lord. See, Paul was shocked that no one in the church was mature enough to resolve conflict peacefully. Not even the pastor. In the same letter to the Corinth church, Paul says, you know what, I'm going to put it like this. You must get along with each other. Work it out. Work it out. Notice that he doesn't say, if you can't work it out, go find another church. See, we think that's the answer to everything. We have troubles here. We have some conflict here with our family. And so we say, you know what, forget this. There's, a, there's another priest chapel on the east side. I'll go over there. Or north side, wherever it is. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm giving an example, amen, hallelujah. They're in the north, north, northwest, hallelujah. Come on, we think that we can go, and all of a sudden you go over there and you find out there's some problems there too. And sometimes maybe you're the one that's causing all the conflict. <laughs> Come on, you're blaming everyone else, amen, but it's sticky you, amen, Hallelujah. Come on, there's some irony in your life, amen. All you're doing, you're looking, you're looking at everyone's mistakes, amen. The Bible says, you know what, before you start judging anyone, why don't you take the plank out of your own eye? Yeah, Come on, we're, 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 not, we're, we're, we're self-righteous people. Come on, somebody. Come on, we're, we're wrong in, in things. We, we think we're higher than everybody else. And God says we need to work it out. We need to love each other as we are. And let's help each other mature together as a church, amen. Why are we stepping on people trying to climb up higher, amen, while our brothers and sisters are hurting? We have to work it out. Can somebody say amen? Amen. If you want God's blessing in your life, if you want to be known as a child of God, a disciple, then we must learn to get along. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, 9, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Notice he doesn't say, Blessed are the peace lovers. Why? Because everyone loves peace but no one practices peace it's like saying blessed are the tamale lovers no 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 blessed are the tamale makers hallelujah come on we don't got them we got no tamale lovers hallelujah See, blessed are those who work at being a peacemaker. Those that will seek in resolving conflict. Those shall be called the children of God. What is God calling you? What is God calling you, amen? Are you a peacemaker? Can you be identified as a peacemaker? Can you be identified as someone working out conflict? Can you be identified as someone, you know, that, that person there just likes to work things out. Blessed are the peacemakers, 
See, we must be able to get along, church, and work out our relationships, amen, and establish peace, listen, within our lives. See, most of us, if we can be honest, most of us were never taught how to resolve conflict. Most of us were taught just suck it up and keep going. I don't know about you, but that, that's how I was raised in the church. Amen. Come on. Uh, my dad, I'm not in the church. Amen. I'm sorry. Erase that. Hallelujah. You're not in the church. <laughs> that makes us all look bad right now. Amen. <laughs> that's how I was raised as, as, as my father. My father was just a hardworking man. Amen. And he says, you know what? Don't let emotion, you know, don't be crying and all this stuff. Just suck it up and keep moving forward. Come on. I was just raised just hard, just working. Don't worry about all that. We were never resolving conflict. You know, you're mad at someone, just cuss somebody out. Makes you feel good, you know. <laughs> it, it did for a while. Amen. Hallelujah. I can't lie. Eh? <laughs> but, you know, we weren't taught how to work these things out. Come on. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. Because of the environment of our, our upbringing. Amen. Uh, how many know that when you get a group of people uh, from different upbringings, uh, different race, uh, different thinking. Amen. Men and women in general. You put them together in a room, in the same room, you're going to have some conflict. Come on, somebody. Married people say amen. amen. Come on. Put a man and woman together, husband and wife. Welcome to conflict. Hallelujah. You had no conflict before? Guess what? It's coming. I prophesy right here. It's going to happen. Come on, your minds are different. Your upbringings are different. Your way you handle things are different. You put the lives together. In a marriage, you've got to work it out. Come on, in a church, you've got to work it out. Amen. This is a marriage. Amen. Here, we're, he's our bride. Come on, we're his bride. He's our groom. And we're, we're here to work things out, church. Now, being a peacemaker doesn't mean you avoid conflict. Doesn't mean that you don't say nothing or be quiet. Doesn't mean that you run away from problems or pretend it doesn't exist. It doesn't mean being afraid to talk about it. This is not what a peacemaker is. Jesus was known as the Prince of Peace, amen, but he was never afraid to confront conflicts, amen. Sometimes he even provoked it, but always for the good for everyone. Jesus was calm and peaceful in front of the adulterous woman that was thrown at his feet. But sometimes he was also flipping tables and whipping people in the church. We need to start whipping people today, amen. I'm not, I'm <laughs> Woo! Sign me up. I'll be that ministry. I, <laughs> whipping people. Hallelujah. Let me tell you. This is all you need for the whipping. Each time the word comes at you, it convicts, it cuts, it divides, it goes deep. Come on, somebody say deep. Come on, you start opening this word, this word, amen, it'll bring conviction, it'll bring some whipping. Come on, somebody. That's why a lot of people don't want to open the book no more. They don't, they don't want to read their, their word, amen, because they, they're afraid of getting whooped that day. Hallelujah. Come on, we got we to read the word, amen, and we got to not only just learn to learn the word of God, but learn to get whooped. That God is doing it for your own good. Come on, he wants you to make you better, amen. So the, the word to God is this discipline, is to, this, to discipline us, to help us, to better us. And some, it's, a, it's, a, it's a love, it's a rebuke of love, church. This is a father that says, I'm doing this because I love you. This father's really meaning it. We did it when we were growing up, Amen. I really don't. No, you don't love me. No, you're just mad. <laughs> Come on. 
I'm doing this because I love you. No, no, no. I don't know about it. My dad, he was whooping me because he was whooping me. When God whips, he's doing it because he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. You have to understand, church, that sometimes we have to avoid conflict. Sometimes we need to create conflict. And sometimes we need to resolve conflict. And that's why we have to say, Holy Spirit, come. Somebody say, Holy Spirit, come. Come help me and guide me. That I'm not guided by my emotions and my, my frustrations, my, my confusion. God, I, I need you to help me in my relationship. Holy Spirit, help me with my relationship. Help me with what's going on with between me and my wife or my, me and my kids or me and my coworker, me and my brother in the church. Help me to take away these feelings. I mean, you got to get deep with God and say, God, I want to love like you, but I, right now I'm not loving like you. I, I, there's something inside of me that just I need you to help me with. We have to be honest with God. And so, you know, and if you seek God, if you ask him and you invite the Holy Spirit into the situation, he'll help you and guide you each and every time. He'll, 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 he'll shut that mouth, amen, when you want to really say something, and he'll say, no, no, no. And he comes gently. He's a gentleman. He comes, son, no, 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 you know. And, and it's, that, it's that gentle voice that catches your attention. He doesn't yell, but he just comes. He's real cool, real. And you feel that, and then you, when, when you feel that, you just feel like, you just feel like, oh, man, yeah, you're, you're right. You can yell at him. You can yell at God for your, how you feel, but God will always just listen and speak to you calmly. Are you done? Are you done? He may do that kind of like, are you done? Okay. <laughs> Sometimes we got to just let things, things out, right? Learn to let things out. And I'm going to teach you that. That's, that's something of, of next message, amen, how to resolve these things. But I'm jumping ahead of myself right now. But ask the Holy Spirit to come. Right? Last week I was saying, Holy Spirit come. You got to go like this. Everybody go like this. Holy Spirit come. come. I need you. See, when, when you start to do things, motion, it causes you to, 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 to focus. See, I, I'm, I'm doing hand gestures, but in reality, I'm, I'm trying to bring an attention to you. Because when you start doing this, now your focus is on, okay, I'm asking the Holy Spirit. Come. You're not just saying it, you're, you're inviting. You're telling the devil, this is what I'm doing right now. You're done right now. Holy Spirit is going to come, he's going to empower me, and I'm going to do the right thing. And so you, you got to cause things that cause attention, that gets your mind off the anger or the frustration of that moment and say, oh, Holy Spirit, come right now. Boom, it's, it's done. Because that's what you're doing. Your focus is on what your actions are. And now the Holy Spirit will come. He comes and he starts to bring things in order. Right? Come on, we, we've gone through a series of the written word of God. Amen. The, 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 this is the breath of God. It brings life. It brings, it brings order. It brings understanding. And it brings life, church. It brings strength in our lives, church. If we apply the word of God in our lives, it makes us better people. In general, better people. People that are unsaved that read the book get better out of this. Because there's so much power and so much revelation and so much knowledge in this word that people will read it. 
just to feel better. See, Jesus refused to back down on many issues, and he stood his ground in the face of opposition. We have to ask the Holy Spirit to come and help us in our relationships. Come on. How many here need to work on some relationships? Come on, raise your hand. Don't be ashamed. God, I, there's some things, some areas. I need, there's some, someone that I need to forgive. There, there's someone that, that I need to just let go. See, there are a lot of people that are holding on to things, and the person is not even existing no more. They passed away, and we're still holding a grudge towards them. We're living in bondage, church. And God came to set us free. Come on, we, we, we need to resolve these conflicts. And get along with each other. I, let me tell you, you'll be happier people. You know what? I, like I've said it before, amen, it's, it's so much easier loving people than hating them. I'd rather love, amen. It's so easy to smile at them. Hey, I love you. Woo! Instead of saying, ah, I hate you. You know, that's, that's a different. <laughs> it changes the, everything. I'd rather have love, amen, and, 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 and people loving me, amen, and people talk about me, hey, it's all right. I'm a tamale lover. Hallelujah. <laughs> Doesn't make sense there, but it's all right. It just came out. As I close today, church, as believers, are we believers today? Amen. God has called us to settle our relationships with each other. Come on, that we iron out our differences. Come on, you got to bring that iron out. If you're not used to iron out Differences, bring that iron out. But when you bring that iron out, guess what? You got to plug it in too because you need some heat. It's going to create heat, church. When you're starting to iron things, if you're just trying to iron it cold and iron it with just no, 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 no feelings in it, no nothing in it, those wrinkles are not coming out. You can get a cold iron. It won't, it won't come out. You can press all you want. That wrinkle will stay there. But you put some heat to it, some holy fire, host, heat, hallelujah. <sighs> Let that steam just come. He starts ironing those wrinkles out. When I'm ironing my clothes, getting ready every morning, going to work and stuff, I'm just, and I like to hit the steam button. I do it in front of my granddaughter, and she goes, wow. And she goes, look at it. Do it again, Bapos. would be great, huh, if it worked on our faces and we got older. Wrinkles gone. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> but you got to put some heat in it. That means you got to plug into the, to his word. You're going to have to get some heat of the Holy Spirit to help you iron out those differences in our lives, church. And that means that takes work. It takes action. Come on, somebody. See, we can talk about change all we want, but if we don't do nothing, change will never happen. Come on, we, we need change. We need change. Can somebody say amen? Come on, we have to iron out our difference. We have to reconcile with each other and love each other. Truly love each other, guys. Next couple of weeks, because next week is Father's Day, amen, I'm going to show you seven biblical steps of restoring relationships through God's work. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Amen. Hallelujah.